welcome to Theology Thursday, an ecumenical space for students to just... <coughs> welcome to Theology Thursday, an ecumenical space for students to discuss matters of faith and theology. I'm your host, Connor Grubbs. I am your co-host, Ryan Mock. And I'm your co-co-host, Johnny Grubbs. Happy New Year! Woo! Hugs me, and they look nice. They do. Okay, these nope. were these are made by Word Wordies. I think is the best way. To, word it's Word and then T's Wordies. Word T's. Word T's. Like the Word of God and then T-shirt. So they have all sorts of things with like different Bible verses and cool little like designs. Um, this is made by actually a friend of mine who's local. So we got to partner with a local business to get these things designed and made. Um, and I'm super happy with how they turned out. They like, look, they, they, and they feel, they look great, but yeah. they feel Yeah, wonderful. that's the thing. It's like, I, I knew they'd be good. I didn't know they'd be this good. I'm not exaggerating. These are great t-shirts. And nice. like, we've talked about having Theology Thursday t-shirts for a while, and we finally do. Like, it's just weird. This feels kind of surreal. It's yeah. it's awesome. So This is how you know you've made it to the next level. We've made podcasting. it to the next level. But it's cool because we were looking through a lot of different options, and... Um, a lot of them were like super, they just weren't working. And, and so then I reached out to my friend who is a missionary here in the area doing uh, work with the pro-life movement, um, but kind of as a tent making thing on the side, she's doing t-shirts. And so check out her website uh, with Wordies, it's on Etsy. Um, and she's got some cool designs that you can get for yourself. The Theology Thursday design is not up there. It's not available to the general public. Oh. We're gonna get to that. There is a way for you to get this shirt. And we're gonna get to that, but not just yet. Ooh. Keeping us in suspense. Keeping us in suspense, because right now in our very attractive t-shirts that if oh, you're yeah. listening on you can't see, go watch the YouTube video just so you can see it. Follow us on Instagram, It's gonna you're gonna see it. It's amazing. They're amazing. We're gonna talk about 2020. So, here we are, New Year's Eve, and what a strange, what a strange year. Oh, indeed. You know, I mean, everybody's like, 2020, this is my year. I, it's funny because, you notice nobody's saying that about 2021. People, been, right. people have been like, real silent. I don't, I don't, yeah. They're, they're like, not, I don't want to jinx it. They're superstitious. Yeah. So, uh, no, but it, it, it is, it's been weird, you know, and uh, things were going real well January, February, and then bam! No, it is funny because like I was, I just wrapped up like year five at the at, at the church I'm with, and mm -hmm. I was, I had like, a, we're getting into a rhythm, and I had like these discipleship strategies and these surveys and all, all this kind of like stuff. You know, I had a strat, you know what I mean? And <laughs> strat. I don't know. It's just I think a lot of people, and I know at the beginning of any new year, you're like you're super hyped, right? Yes. Yeah. But I just kind of felt like, you know, I was in my element, and then. It happened, and I think it was good, though, in some ways, because, like, it's a humbling experience to remember that you're not in control, yeah. and that, you know, this world is still broken. It's a comforting... It can be comforting, yeah. And I think, To know that you're not in control. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to know um, that even though the world is broken, that God is still redeeming it, and, and these times challenge our faith in that reality, but... Yeah. It was, it was an interesting... Especially the beginning of the year, when it all kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, for sure. uh, yeah. 
You guys uh, survived the toilet paper shortage, okay? And, and, no, and, and no, then it happened again time. for yeah. a couple of days. Y'all notice that a few huh? weeks ago it happened again? Yeah, I think around the, the election people got spooked again. But thankfully, did, did the, people think that that Biden wasn't going to want to buy toilet paper? Yes, okay. off limits. I think yeah, um, use your socks. I think the the stores though. The reason that they didn't run out completely. Because I, w- I went to the store mm-hmm. and it was kind of it was kind of slim, but you could still get everything. The, I, I don't understand why they didn't impose the limits sooner. Because yeah. if, if you did like the two per person right away, because yeah. they don't think they expected everybody to go and buy toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, they, they, I, yeah. people weren't expecting Everybody's it. Everybody's dying but, but of a virus. <laughs> oh, let's go buy toilet paper. They've kept the limits through the years, so when they had another surge again, it didn't. People can still get. As far as I know, diarrhea is not a symptom of coronavirus. Well, some people have had gastro issues, but they, that wasn't known at the time, so it doesn't make sense why. <laughs> anyway, toilet paper. And it's and it's not a predominant symptom. No, it's, it's not. not like it's one of the defining not. characteristics of the no. virus. And at the time, it was it was just fever and cough was all we knew, and so I don't know why people were getting toilet paper. I don't know. Anyway. 2020. I think of the apocalypse. That must be the thing, like the most primal thing that we're afraid of being without after. After our species has been with it for so many years, we can't. <laughs> I don't know, we can't live without we, toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, the idea of going back to the darker days, to the dark ages, <laughs> back to when they used our as if that was the worst thing about uh, you know <laughs> Western society's previous. Cannot handle the idea of alternate methods. We'll of have thing. to go poop in the streets and use our hands. You know, <laughs> dark okay. times. Hey, listen, listen, stop. Explicit episode. Yeah, don't do that. Um, okay. Well. We're going to talk a little bit of, like, some of the best and the worst of 2020. You know, we're talking, you know, movies, books, just just fun stuff. We need to have some fun. It's New Year's Eve. We're looking back on the year. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about things we're looking forward to in 2021. So, I'll go ahead and give my favorite movie of the year. Now, now things are kind of slim in the movie department this year. There's a lot of movies that were supposed to come out this year that got pushed to next year. And then there were some that still came out, but they were moved to streaming or whatever. Um, so I'm trying to think. The last movie I saw in theaters before the pandemic was Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'm not going to lie. It was better than it looked. I, I never got a chance it to was, watch it. It was a fun movie. Um, and then pandemic hit. Don't see movie, don't see movie, don't see movie. Finally, like, August, I guess, was when it came out, finally, was Tenet. Really good movie. Did you see Tenet? I did. Did you like it? I did like it. didn't make my, my favorite movie, but I did like it a lot. I did have a few – I did have a major problem with it. Though. What was your major problem? The major it? problem – I love the story. I love the characters and everything about it. Cinematically, it just looked wonderful. Uh, but my one problem was, I guess, it was the audio mixing of the movie. Ah, that's fair. The movie is dialogue-driven. You un- mm-hmm. To understand the movie, you have to hear the dialogue. And in the movie theater, maybe it was just that particular movie theater, although I looked online and many people had the same problem. Yep. They listened to the movie, they couldn't hear the dialogue. No, that's not that's not the movie theater, man. That's mixing. And I had the same complaint about Dunkirk, which was also a Christopher Nolan movie. Soundtrack was very loud and at times very obnoxious and distracting from what was happening. Um, now I'll say this though, and I, I didn't I didn't like the soundtrack to Dunkirk, and that's also apparently a hot take. That is, I, I did. I did like the soundtrack. I couldn't stand it. I, it's one of the worst movie soundtracks I've ever heard. Those soundtracks that table. normally are good. I don't. Yeah. Who's his? Interstellar is really good. Well, this guy was new, so the guy who did Tenet has, hasn't done any other Nolan movies, but he did do The Mandalorian. 
the same guy does the, the soundtrack in Mandalorian. And the soundtrack to Tenet is great. It's a really cool score. I love Interstellar and Inception soundtrack. Is so good. Oh, yeah. Interstellar was what really got me into, like, loving movies. And mm-hmm. part of it was the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I saw it in the movie theater. Really Have you seen Inception? Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so here's the thing. Uh, I remember seeing a lot of reviews where people were like, and "Look, guys, I know it's Theology Thursday, and now we're just talking about movies. This is probably gonna be this is a fun episode. Happy we're, New Year. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're, I mean, uh, let me tell you this: we're not really gonna get into theology today. We're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. Okay, it's New Year's Eve. We're hanging out. So, Tenet. A lot of people complained. They were like, Nolan went too far this time. It was too confusing. I didn't understand the story. It was. And aside from not being able to hear important pieces of dialogue, the movie was actually, in my opinion, extremely easy to follow. As long as you were paying attention. And, and not, not to say there weren't twists. It, it, it turned in some ways that I wasn't expecting. But I understood. Like, by the time the movie was over, there wasn't anything I was like, wait, what happened? How did that happen? You know, like, yeah, and, and the- I don't know. Like, I, they hyped it up. Because Inception and Interstellar, you really have to pay attention, right? Mm-hmm. Same with this, and they have some kind of like they're confusing. They're complex movies. They're really intricate. This wasn't to me. It wasn't even as intricate as as those installments in his filmography. It, it you know, there was there was twists and the the, the whole idea and concept behind Tenet. I don't want to spoil anything, but the concept behind Tenet is complicated. But the thing is, you don't need to understand it to understand the movie and the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding the concepts behind the science fiction is not necessary to understand in the actual story. So I, as far as story goes, you can kind of understand it as long as you can hear the dialogue, which I is that was difficult for me. So, but I, I did I did really like Tenet, despite that one thing. That was my favorite of the year. My least favorite, even though I didn't really even hate this movie. But it was just, I guess, kind of the most meh to me was Mulan. I didn't hate it as much as critics did. It got a lot of hate. My thing was, I didn't care that they took Mushu out. I didn't care that they took the songs out. I love the original Mulan. But I thought they had a really cool opportunity here. Because most of the live-action Disney remakes, I'm just like, please stop. But with this movie in particular, I was like, you have a great opportunity to take the story and just make it a realistic take on Mulan. Take out all the magic, take out all the mushu, take out all the singing, and just give us this story about this girl going to war on behalf of her family. It's yeah. a great story. And they... Very egalitarian. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about theology tonight, Johnny. Um, and, it, no, but he, um, it, it, it had some magical elements. There's this one particular character that, that was just added into the movie that was not in the original at all. It was really just threw me off. It just felt out of place. It was there to kind of give this juxtaposition to Mulan, and, and it kind of drove certain story points further. Like, I got what they were going for, but to me, they should have gone straight out with, like, a realistic war movie and taken out all the magical kind of mystical elements because it just kind of... I don't know. I, it I, fell flat for you. It fell flat for me. It wasn't as bad as everybody was saying... But I felt like they missed a really cool opportunity with this remake. Mm. I never watched it. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. I'm surprised you haven't. I'm surprised, mm-hmm. too. Um, my wife is trying to see all the Countdown to Christmas movies from Hallmark. Oh, it's her okay. goal. Like Normally, we don't care if we see them all, but she's like, no, this year before 
2020 ends, we have to see the wall. There's still two left on the list for China. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang. That's some commitment right there. Yeah. And, then, and then maybe you can watch Mulan. Then maybe we can watch Mulan. We watched Godmothered, uh, which is the new Disney Plus Christmas movie, which was... I know, saw the last 10 minutes of it. And in that context, it seemed like garbage. It wasn't total garbage. It's just a family flick. I mean, it's along the lines of Noel, which is another Christmas. That movie. I see. I thought that movie was. Funny. Yeah, I think Godmother is similar in a lot of ways, but not as good. But still worth a watch. Yeah. Well, uh, my favorite book of the year was um, uh, Feet on the Ground, uh, Head in the Clouds by Ryan Romeo. Uh, I was actually had the chance to be on Ryan Romeo's podcast. Of the same name, or no, his is just the the podcast is just Head in the Clouds, um, but it's just a really great book about um, kind of following the story of Joseph, but then applying some of these principles to um, like dreams and uh, goals and things, and and the challenges that kind of face us, and and how we handle those things, and and how God's you know, de design like put puts those things on our hearts and um, kind of I don't know, just like starting new things. Kind of, uh, it was a cool book. I liked it because um, I also read his book Outcry, but that wasn't that didn't come out this year. Uh, Head in the Clouds was a twenty twenty book, so um, I read both his books and uh, I, I started an organization that you know does worship nights with a bunch of people in the community. And Outcry is all about unity in the church um, and the importance of the local church, and then this is about starting things. So both of those, I was like, oh, cool. I'm not the only guy who thinks this way. Um, not, you know, you should read things that challenge you and make you think other ways. But I think this kind of gave words to certain things that I'm really passionate about in a way I, I had not thought about them before. So that was kind of cool. Nice. Those are good books. Uh, favorite album of the year was KB's new album. That was His good Glory movie. Alone. That good, um, good album. I don't know why I just called it a movie. <laughs> I love, I love the KB movie. Um, <laughs> they should make a movie. So, and, and also, this album did not come out this year. It came out last year. But the gift, which is the one one six Christmas record, I never listened to that. Oh my goodness, it's really good. Because I'm not about Christmas records, new Christmas. Because it's like every okay, you're just adding like the twentieth version of this song that everybody's heard. You know, it was good. Tori Kelly Christmas. That'll give some love. Are you looking for some KB now, Johnny? Yeah, I'm like, what am I missing? But I'm actually trying to look at like my, you know that like that playlist, like what you listen to the most. Yeah. Oh, I know what my favorite album of the year is. Um, the non-explicit version, because I'm a Christian. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, that was our first episode of the season. Was that passing? Not the non-explicit version, because uh, some of her songs on the new album are like that of folklore. Oh, they make uh, an edited version of it. Yeah, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah T Swift, folklore. That, what that was really surprising. Did, did you hear her like, like two weeks ago? I'm she? not a Swifty, but I really like that record. It, she, it's a totally different genre than anything she's ever done. It's That's really, what I've heard. Really yeah. impressive. Did you hear like two weeks ago she came out with another one? Mm -hmm. I did hear that she came out with another one. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, oh, just yeah. out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. she's just and, and folklore was the same way. She didn't advertise for it at all, and it was one day. Ah, here's a new album, and then she did it again. There's another one. It's in the same vein of folklore. It's, mm -hmm. it's the same style, and it's it's pretty good. Yeah, T Swift surprised surprised us this year. Johnny, keep going. Tell us what was your favorite. Uh, well, I had a favorite show this year that I did not expect to stumble upon. I am. I like like obscure uh, animation. I've discovered that Ryan 
is into this type of thing too a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I mentioned over the garden wall and you were like, oh, over the garden wall. And, you know, we've had- Do I sound like that? No, you don't sound like <laughs> that. Um, so I stumbled upon this show that was my recommended called Infinity Train. It is a cartoon. Sorry if you're not into cartoons. If I had to pick a Which if you aren't, then shame on you because there's some really great cartoons. I didn't watch a lot of movies this year. Not a lot of movie movies. In fact, the only one, yeah, the only one that I could like say, oh wow, I had an impact on me, and like I, I vividly remember and enjoyed this year was Onward, which is also a cartoon. I watched that too, and I loved Onward. It might be my movie. I love uh, Tom Holland. So yeah, it was a good movie. So but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Infinity Train is, I think it's ten parts, similar to Over the Garden Wall. Or yeah, six? each each season is ten episodes. But yeah. I, I watched the first two seasons. They're both excellent. I started the third. It's pretty good. Um, nothing beats the first, in my opinion. Well, but the second one's pretty good. But without giving too much away, I'm just kind of sticking to what's in the synopsis of season one, which I think is the must-watch season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's about this girl who's struggling with sort of the coming of age stuff and her parents are kind of uh, at odds and things like that and through a series of events she she wakes up on this uh train and each car on the train is different and offers sometimes entire like landscapes and worlds and things you can see and um the train uh tries to teach you something and that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to give it away. Ooh. There, well, there's just there's like twists you don't expect. Is this like a, is this like a Disney Junior show? No, this is <laughs> no no no. It's, the train, the, look, it just you said that the train tries to teach you. So this is Cartoon no, no, Network. The train, it? yeah, it's Cartoon Network. It's yeah. actually very, uh, it's a little grittier than that. Like it, it teaches a, a lot of times it, it pulls someone on the train and teaches them something like how to deal with trauma or loss or in well, this case, well the girl her her parents are like getting divorced yeah, so so okay. she's trying to overcome the divorce of her parents and she doesn't know the train's trying to help her um and, and even what that means i couldn't tell you because you know but there's just some great characters in there there's um i just relate to the there's this robot in it called one one and he's my spirit animal <laughs> even though he's a robot like i was just like um, he's just great. Like he'll say something like totally happy, and he, it's just you guys. You guys see it. He's kind of like a, got two sides to him. So his your side will talk, and then he'll say something happy, and he's just great. You gotta see Infinity Train. <laughs> I'm getting excited. I want to watch it again now. Uh, just thinking about it. Um, so that was fun. It was a fun little romp. Um, the worst show that I saw in 2020 was a show that I thought I was gonna like. This was before the Cuties debacle. I don't subscribe to Netflix until right now because of the cuties debacle just grossed me out um we talked about that on another episode but when I was subscribed to Netflix there's a show called Cursed mm. have you heard of this show I haven't heard of this Did, was that the prank show no 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 that's oh no, 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 you, that you was, made me watch an episode of that <laughs> yeah what's that called uh that's dumb but it was fun <laughs> um yeah the worst show uh, the worse than that was a show called Cursed and it it's very high budget like fantasy piece and I like fantasy but it's just it's just bad it's just bad mm. the whole thing's muddled um, sometimes it's overt overtly violent sometimes I'm okay with violence but it makes if it's like useful to story sometimes it is and sometimes it's not and but I think the main thing is is like the the bad guys in the movies are these paladins and it, it seems like it's like knocking religion 
but but promoting spirituality and that's just one of the things that's just cringe that's super that's cringe just, I just cringe. It, cringe no but it, it does irk me right you, you meet all these people that are like i'm gonna go to a church I'm, but i am spiritual i'm spiritual like what does that even mean exactly you know what i mean and so it's interesting that the film or the this this the series seems to advocate for spirituality which in a lot of secular liberal media today is not doubted as great advocates for spirituality but then makes the church the crusaders that kill and are bloodthirsty and i know that that was part of our history is that our history right like it's not like um the church has always you know had clean hands i get that um but it just kind of seemed a little on the nose um and then some of the witchcraft stuff just got too weird in some parts of just like i don't know the lines just get blurred very quickly you were tempted to permit I, witchcraft. I was. I was like, this is tempting me. No, I, <laughs> oh. I, I didn't finish it because I, I canceled it. And I, I tried to finish it, um, but I just I just didn't. I, I wrote about it uh, a little bit. Like I wrote like a, a little like processing it, which kind of leads me to my other thing. And then I'll stop babbling. Um, but there's a great book, and I mentioned it on the show before. I finished, I believe I read it this year. Maybe I read it last year. Maybe this is totally wrong. I shouldn't say this. Say it anyway. Yeah, Tell yeah. us about it. Go no, it. I finished this this year. It's on my books of 2020 list. Books that I read in 2020. I um, read a book called Plugged In. Plugged In? Plugged In by Daniel Strange. Okay. Okay. Strange. Doctor Strange? This is getting weird, right? <laughs> um, Forward is by Tim Keller. Ooh, who, Tim Keller. Who recommends the book. I know him. Okay. He recommends the book. It is a great book about interpreting culture, about uh, learning how to watch media with a critical eye. Even some media that you would say, um, you know, well, Christians shouldn't watch that at all. Like how you can actually enter those fears and, and, and try to, to, to interpret the culture um, to see what's true in there in pieces of media and what is false in pieces of media and to actually be intentional about the way that you consume media and some of the things in there make a great template i'm a journaler you know what i mean and so now when i when i watch something i often kind of go through his template for asking questions about the things that you're consuming um in light of the gospel and in light of our faith um and so it's it's really good and if you're a nerd and you you write things down you can also use it to create a framework by which you can interpret uh you know the things you watch so i i have a book recommendation for you johnny in light of this i'm actually i haven't even finished a book yet um but i'm reading through it i feel like you would like it you are what you love by james k.a smith it's about how we are we are shaped not by how we think but what we love and what we desire on the inside and it's really a book about habits right um and how we are formed as persons we are formed by the habits that we have and our habits are are what our habits do is they they form us they form our our, our passions and our desires and it's also about how the culture around us forms us subconsciously, like how we don't even realize it. Right. Uh, and that he, he calls these things liturgies, cultural yeah, yeah, liturgies. Yeah, yeah. So 
I recommend that book because yeah, I think it's I think it's down your kind of line. Of, yeah, it seems that. like it's kind of in the same vein. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I, I totally agree with that. That's cool. I want to read that now. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I'm not done with it yet, but it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I have a uh, best movie and worst movie, and unfortunately. I love movies, and 2020 has just not been good for movies with the movie theater thing, and so that makes me sad. And you, and you, I know, like going to the theater to see movies. I, you know, it's I say it all the time. Movie. Going to the movies is like a hobby for me. Yeah. And I really have not been able to enjoy my hobby this year. Um, so, my best movie, 2020, The Invisible Man, that came out at the beginning of the year, and so. I think early in the beginning of the year too and so I was able to watch that in the theater with a whole bunch of other people and it was great it was it was thrilling uh, I was on the edge of my seat uh, it was kind of a while back since I watched it so now everything I remember clearly but I just I just really enjoyed it, it wasn't the greatest movie ever it wasn't fantastic but it was good and I liked it you know and there was a few other movies this year I didn't get a chance to see I didn't see Mulan I didn't see the hedgehog dude um, I I didn't see. I did see Onward. Um, yeah, I like that. that was good. I did like it. I didn't see it in the theaters though, which was unfortunate. Uh, the worst movie of the year. Oh boy. So, I think this was near the end of summer. I can't even remember now. There was this movie in the theater, The Pale Door, and it's a very obscure movie but they were showing it in the theaters and it was by it was i can't remember it was directed by or it was produced by a dude who did a different movie that i really did enjoy uh called uh bone Tom tomahawk i think it was called uh, and it that it was a uh it's like a dark western and that, that was good uh, so the pale door is it's an awful movie it just really is uh, the, the 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 summary of the movie is these dudes rob a train. This is like out in the Wild West. They rob a train and they find a girl on the train who uh, who is trapped in a chest for some reason. And she says to uh, take her to this small town where her family lives. And they go to the town and it's a bunch of witches and the witches want to kill the men. It's an awful movie. That's Do it? Not, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole premise? That's the premise of the movie. So are they like running from witches the whole movie? Yes. They're running from witches and the witches... Do they live behind the pale door? No. So it has <laughs> nothing to do with any pale doors. So it basically could have just been titled Cowboys versus Witches. Yes. <laughs> but then people might have thought it was a spinoff of Cowboys versus Aliens. Yes. Which I would have enjoyed, you know, if that was the case. But Okay. I'm just going to say this. This is not what we're... Cowboys and Aliens is a great movie... John Favreau's been getting a lot of love recently. Okay, Elf. All right, instant did classic. He, Cowboys he directed it, and it's a great movie. I did. I, I did like Cowboys. Do not care what it is. is that I have Disney it. Plus? And you, no, it's not. But I have Why it. Why is it not Disney Plus? It's not. It wasn't a Fox movie. I thought it was Disney. It wasn't movie. Disney. No, it was. Uh, I think it was Universal. But um, maybe it was I saw that movie in the theaters, Disney. and I really um, liked it. But so, so you know, he, he did Elf. Instant Christmas classic. He did Iron Man, launched the MCU, one of the biggest franchises ever. He single-handedly, he saved, uh, you know, Star Wars. I mean, this man is on a roll. Cowboys and Aliens. You know, everybody was like, oh, Daniel Craig, he's doing a, a you know, country voice in, uh, in uh, Knives Out, you know, when he plays this detective. And he's great in Knives Out. Yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, it's so good. It is like... 
I was just shocked. And maybe it's because my expectations were so low. I mean, yeah, I what do you expect so with the movie titled that? Cowboy, is it Cowboys and Aliens? Cowboys, Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys and Aliens. And, and I expected it to just be terrible. And then when I finally saw it, even just the, it, it, it opens up. This just visceral scene is just laying out and it just sucks you right in. You're just like, man, what's happening? What's you really interested? And the first scene where the aliens come and invade the little western town is actually kind of, you know, this like the spears coming through and like just taking people up. You're like, whoa, this is interesting. That movie has Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, yeah. it's got Harrison Ford in it. Sam Rockwell, it's got a great cast and what is a supremely stupid premise <laughs> just turns out to be a really great movie. It's like got some genuinely awesome action scenes. It's a really intriguing story. You want to know another movie? And this is totally, and then we gotta, I guess, move on. But, yeah. Because <laughs> we're, now we're just like hanging out. But uh, another th- uh, movie that's underrated, totally different vein, totally different thing, but it just made me think because it's a Western, is it's not just a remake. It's like its own thing. Is The Lone Ranger, the Disney's yeah, Lone I Ranger agree. film. I agree. The Lone and I know that Johnny really Depp's under a lot of controversy, but like the way that they vibe and the, the story, it's very well done. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I do like The Lone Ranger. I agree. I agree. It's, 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 it's same, same kind of thing where it just kind of gets overlooked, so-so reviews, and then everybody forgets about it, but it's actually a solid movie. I, I love westerns. I love a good western movie. I could recommend several off the top of my head. No Country it. for Old Men is one of the best of all time. Absolutely. If you consider that a western. I, 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 I think I it's do. a modern day western. I do. I do think it's a western. It, it has the spirit of a western. Yeah. For an actual western, I'd also recommend the new True Grit. Talk a lot about movies and stuff. We all like movies. We're just we're hanging. We we're had hanging. some fun in 2020. What we're trying to say, and I hope you did too. Yeah. Okay, that's it for subpoints with Johnny and Ryan. Now it's just me, Connor Grubbs, producer of the Theology Thursday podcast. I'm going to do this next section by myself. This is usually where we would put the main topic, but I want to take this opportunity to tell you about something that we're going to be doing in 2021. Look, if you're watching this or listening, you made it. You survived 2020. Congratulations. Uh, I remember this time last year, New Year's Eve, everybody talking about how 2020 was going to be their year. 2020 vision, let's go. And, uh, you know, I have noticed that not a lot of people are doing that this year, and it's understandable. Uh, I think if I've learned anything, it's, it's just to hold all of my plans with open hands because you never know what's going to happen. The Bible says that uh, the man will make his plans, but the Lord directs his step. It also says in James not to boast about tomorrow that you'll go to this place or do this thing, but rather say, if the Lord wills it, we will go here or do this. And I think those are all really valuable lessons for us after this year. But let me tell you this, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop having goals. Just don't idolize them and and don't let your happiness and your satisfaction depend on them panning out just the way you want. Because oftentimes we start these journeys and they take us places we never would have imagined. I I never would have imagined that we would have reached 800 listeners somewhere in September this year. The audience just increased exponentially. Uh, We're humbled and amazed by that. And as we go into the new year, we want to keep improving our podcast. So we're launching 
uh, our Patreon. This is the first time we've tried to really monetize the podcast. There's been a few people who've donated over the year, but we've never really pushed um, those things. And, and now we want to because we want to raise money to be able to get more equipment to improve the quality of our podcast. But in return, we want to do something for you as you help us along that journey. So in the link in the description, you can go to our new Patreon page and, and there's three tiers uh, of giving and different benefits that go with each one. So I'm just going to explain that to you real quick. Every uh, tier one is $5 a month and everyone who does this is going to get a weekly bonus episode. So this is kind of an after show where we continue the discussion for a little bit longer, but only the Patreon subscribers get that. So that's tier one. Tier two, you get the bonus episode, and you also get access to a brand new monthly podcast called Worship Wednesdays, where we analyze worship lyrics based on scripture. So that's going to be a monthly exclusive Patreon podcast. And then the third tier is that you get the weekly bonus episode, you get the monthly uh, show, Worship Wednesday, but you also get all of our new merch drops. So this is our first t-shirt. You're going to get this meal tea. That's $15 a month. So five, 10, 15. Um, and if you're doing the $15 a month one, not only are you going to get this first shirt, but anytime we drop a new design, a new hat, any sort of merch at all, it automatically gets shipped to your door. Um, so you're the first to get it. Basically how it'll work is this is a Patreon exclusive until a new line gets dropped. So when a new design comes out, this will become available to the general public and your t-shirt, um, you'll get a new one that that one's exclusive for, you know, a season, however long that ends up being. So, um, we're kind of excited about this. This is something, a new territory for us. And our first goal is a thousand dollars because that's going to be enough for us to get new audio equipment, for us to upgrade our audio equipment. So that's our first milestone, our first goal. And everybody who contributes to that first goal will also get an opportunity to be on the podcast once we make it to the goal. So if we get there, you'll get an opportunity to either read the intro, ask a question on air on Theology Thursday, because we just want to show you how much we appreciate you. So anyway, these are all ways that you can help us. And look, if not, that's fine. We still want you to be a part of what's happening. And that's why you're still going to get the same weekly Theology Thursday, just like you have been every week here on, uh, you know, Spotify and YouTube and all these places. Um, this extra content is really just, it's just bonus stuff for people who are going to help us uh, achieve our goals of improving the quality. So thank you so much for your support because just the fact that you listen or you watch, that means the world to us. That's incredible. It amazes us. We don't understand why people would want to take time out of their day to listen to us. And there's hours of content out there. Um, now it's just crazy to see the library that we built. We're coming up on our 100th episode this month. So Thank you again for everything. God bless you and Happy New Year.